Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red tell me more button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited about today's show as every one of our guests from this week has provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and, and, and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. Todd Krieger, a marriage sex therapist who helps couples create loving and passionate long-term relationships shared a story of a time when he did not follow his yes and ended up for 15 years pushing off a very valuable practice tool for his therapy. Well, Todd, thank you again for the amazing interview that you did with us. And and I want to ask you one more question, if I may. Well, actually, two more questions. And what I want to do is help to to illuminate like the importance of following our yes, following our internal guidance in partnerships. And where I'd love to start is to ask you about you know, what's a time when you did not follow your yes? Maybe in that moment, you didn't even realize you had one. <laughs> you look back and you're like, okay, right, my gut was right. really telling me what to do and I didn't right. pay any attention. Tell us about that time. I'm sure there's been a few. Mm-hmm. Um, but one that comes to mind is I was I was married for, I would say, I'm guessing eight years or 10 years and um, a practicing therapist, and um, this therapist, I, I was actually asked by this group of therapists to come and, and consult with them on couples cases, and I did. But these two women had gotten into some kind of trauma treatment called EMDR, 
which stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. And especially this one woman, I love the way she talked about it. And I felt like, God, that's something I need to do because there's certain people, maybe I could help more if I learned that. So I came home kind of charged up about it. And my wife said, Todd, remember I went to that one lady and uh, she did that one treatment and it didn't help me and she wasn't very good. And you're real creative. I don't think that's the right kind of technique for you. And for some reason, I listened to her, but my gut was saying, go for it. And I ignored it. I, avo- I avoided, like you said, that, that, that yes, mm-hmm. go for it. And I didn't do it. Um, so that was probably in the early 90s or mid-90s. And then it went all the way through 2013, so much later. And I'm specializing with sexual healing. And I have people that I can't help because they were molested. And then I said oh, EMDR. <laughs> and I, this time, I guess I followed my yes, and my wife says, you sure? Anyway, I, long story short, I did listen. My wife still wasn't sure about it, but now she would say, oh, I'm so glad you did it, because she sees me excited about how I helped people, how it wasn't boring, how it's you know helped my practice, but also helped the people I work with. And so that, that was in a time when I realized, wow, you know, when I'm excited about something, and it was not the kind of excited like I'm going to Disneyland excited. It was more like this feels right excited. Follow it. And I'm not blaming my wife because she just had her opinion, and I just went with her opinion as opposed to my gut. Absolutely. That's a great example, and it, 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 it's a perfect illustration of how we give up our authority. Yes, and go, That's oh, true. okay, even though I'm feeling like I need to do this, this feels totally right to me. Oh, but if you don't want me to, I won't do it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and I can't say I did that with every decision, but sure. for some reason she, tu- she, she touched on my own, because I wasn't sure, right? So, you know, but, but there's always this fear, but when your gut is saying go for it, that's what I've learned. I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that that was, uh, you know, so I'm glad I, I've been doing this for the last five years, six years. Awesome. That's fantastic. Better late than, better late than never. Exactly. So. Exactly. So yeah. let's let's turn the table here. Tell us about a time in your life when not only did you have that yes, but this time you actually followed it. Tell us that story. Well, you know, I was thinking about saying one story, but I just thought of another. So I'm going to go with that one because that's one of my yes moments right now I'm having. So I'm going to follow it. So my wife uh, and I um, had a child and then she wanted a second and I wasn't sure if I wanted a second. And she she says, well, I like one, but, you know, we shouldn't do it yet because we wanted the kids a certain number of years apart. And so – she says, but in three months, I'd like to go for it, but, you know, you got to decide what you want. And so I took all three months, <laughs> and I'm thinking, do I want – well, and I, had, I had these fears of having children, of having a second child, not having a second child, whatever it was that for me at that time in my life. And then I realized it was one Sunday, three months were up, and I just said, okay, I've processed these feelings now. Imagine – this is all I did. This is so I've, I've shared this with people about following their decisions. Because when you're taking, making big decisions, a lot of times you do have ambivalence. You do have fear. So I said, what, what do I feel like? Imagine having my one beautiful child but not having a second. And I imagined it. And all I could tell you is I felt a little bit of a dip in energy, which I would consider like a no. 
Mm-hmm. And then I imagine having a second child, and all I could tell you is it was a little bit of increase in energy and aliveness. It was, it was, it was a yes. It was that increase in aliveness. And for some things, it's like big. This wasn't so big, but it was just it was there. So my wife wakes up, and I had woken up before her, and I said, "When you ovulate, when you ovulating?" She's, "Why do you ask?" I said, well, "We're going to have a second child." She goes, "You want a second child?" I said, "Absolutely." And I followed it, and now I have two beautiful children. And uh, I could tell you that uh, that was a good, that was a good following my yes. I can tell you that right now. So that's that's, that's a great story. No, it's, <laughs> it is. And you know, I also love the fact that, like you said, when I asked you this question, and you went, "Oh, I'm going to tell you a different story." I followed my yes right there. <laughs> that's exactly right. It doesn't have to be yeah. big life changes like no. having another child. It's like in no. the moment, we're that getting was all kinds of guidance. Yes. Yeah, that was it. That was the story that came to me. I wasn't there until you asked, and oh, let me tell that story. Exactly. So yeah, those are the kinds of little things that happen. You're right. That 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 was actually a big deal uh, in terms of having a child or not. But uh, but yeah, it's these moment to moment decisions when we follow our heart. Should I should I answer that phone call? Um, um, should I do that? You know, just little things can really listening to our own inner promptings is huge and makes life so much less stressful. Yeah, because I mean, imagine a life where all you did is went from yes to yes to yes to yes. Yeah. No more maybes. No more mm-hmm. I wish it was. But like, oh, is it a yes or no? Yeah. And my friend said this to me years ago, and it blew my mind because, well, it was kind of funny when he first said it. He came up to me and his name's Kurt. And he goes, can I figured it out? And I'm like, <laughs> what? And he goes, it's either yes or it's no. <laughs> and I thought he was kind of pulling my chain and then he's like dude seriously like the yeses are clear everything else is a no there are no maybes that's true and we were that's talking true. about it we're like yeah a maybe is just a no you wish was a yes exactly so you try and make it something exactly. it's not yeah and it's like even the having the kid thing like I said at that moment you know for whatever the reason it wasn't like yes I want it it was like it was, a, it was just, it was yes. It was yes. And then as we went for it, she got pregnant right away because she was always fertile. And when we went forward, it, like the yes got stronger and stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you, the first time you listen to your yes, uh, it might not be, it might be a whisper. Um, but, it, and it gets louder, you know, because you, when you follow your gut, it, it just works out. Absolutely. It just works out. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That's a great story, Todd. Sure. No problem. That's great. Mark Rosenfeld, Australia's most popular dating and relationship coach, shared a story of a time when he did follow his yes and allowed him to remain wonderful friends with an ex because they were both able to follow their intuition. Well, Mark, thank you again for the amazing interview. It was unbelievable, the information, the stories you shared, such great illustrations of, of how we can be better in partnership. And I want to ask you if you would share with us some examples of what we call following your yes here, following that internal guidance, that intuition, that that gut feeling. And where I'd love to start is to have you share a really brief story of a time when you did not follow your yes. Maybe in that moment, you didn't really realize you had that internal guidance, but then you look back and you're like, it was so clear and I didn't pay any attention to it. Tell us about that time. Totally. I, I remember one of the very first times working through my social anxiety, 
I met this, this incredible woman, uh, her name, I actually had to go and sit down at her table. There was about five people there and I just went and sat down. I was uh, so scared to do it. But I met this woman and she was probably the first ever proper, proper date that I had. And we got along like an absolute house on fire. She was super lovely, super, just, just radiant, really, really sort of had short brunette hair, um, these really big, pretty brown eyes. And I just, we got along like a house on fire. Best first date, I think, maybe even to this day that I've had. And, and we, we started doing dancing classes and things together. And then I, I remember I started to get insecure because I'd never actually gone this far before. And so after a couple of months, I started looking up things. Well, what do I need to do to keep a interest and da 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 And it, it said, be distant, play hard to get. And I thought, oh, I don't know about this. But uh, I thought, all right, well, I've, I've you know, been following coaching advice this far. It's got me this far, so I guess I'll continue. And she invited me to her birthday party mm-hmm. uh, with her friends. So there was quite a few friends there. And initially I went to say yes, that was kind of my intuition. But then I was like, oh, no, I think that will be needy. That's kind of like I need to play distance and have lots going on in my life. And I ended up saying I was busy and spending that Saturday night with friends. Uh, And long story short, when I said no, what actually happened was she was like very disappointed about it uh, and ended up there was another bloke that – She'd met, I think, a week or two earlier, and she was sharing to him her disappointment at this, and he ended up uh, saying, look, it's fine. I'll, I'll drop you in there and, and take you home and stuff. And I didn't know this was going on at the time, but, but she started to pull away, and I wasn't sure why, and I thought, oh, God, I'm being too needy. Like, I've, I've been too, I did the thing that, that <laughs> said I was too needy. So I started pulling away further against my intuition, uh, going out of my vulnerability, and then pretty soon had the hammer drop that I oh, actually, this is probably three weeks later, actually I've now started seeing this other guy because he's shown a lot more interest in you. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that one, that one stung pretty bad. That one definitely stung at the time. And I believe, I'm not 100% sure of this, but I believe those two are actually married now. Oh, wow. A beautiful ending for them, yeah. Uh, but it was definitely a lesson in, uh, in what happens if you try to just leave your vulnerability and, and ignore your intuition. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great example. And I think every one of us can relate to that sometime when you're like, Oh, I totally, my gut's saying do this and I'm going to back off for whatever reason. And then you find out they're like, Oh, I thought you weren't interested. (laughs) You're like, no, I I was like, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's such a great example. Well, let's turn this around then. Let, let's let's share with the folks an example of a time when, when you not only had that clear yes, that clear guidance, but this time you recognized it and you followed it. Tell us that story. Yeah, this is this is probably an interesting one and maybe different to one other guests might tell. So I was with my former partner and it was probably 2016, 2017. We've been together about two and a half years and we were starting to have some, some difficulties. And due to her living a different lifestyle, her wanting to go in a couple of other directions. Uh, I was starting to get this intuition that we, we maybe weren't right as a couple. Uh, and I, you know, at first it was like, no, I think it's, I think it's fine. But pretty quickly I, I put this intuition at the forefront and I actually did an exercise from, 
from uh, what was it one of the, the one of the other coaches. Um, I just had this. In, I was just like, you should do this exercise about compatibility. Compatibility mm-hmm. exercise didn't have the best things to say about us and what we wanted long term, and so we sit down and we had a, a chat about this. Um, and we said, okay, let's, let's chat it over with a couple of relationship psychologists and counselors. So we went along to them and then we had an even longer chat. And even though there was a lot of, a lot of passion there, and even though we still very much loved each other, we realized that we were going in different directions. Uh, and as painful as it was, our intuitions were saying, look, that, that we're not right as partners. And so we decided to make the call at that time to say, okay, I think we're going in different directions. I think, think we need to, to end this and things are going to progress in a bad way if we don't. Uh, in other words, you're going to get more and more frustrated. I'm going to feel more and more restricted like you want me to be someone I'm not. There was that. It was, it was the very early stages of that resentment was building because of the directions our life were going. Yeah. And so we made a really tough call, kind of hours of tears. And I still remember the whole morning. It was about a four-hour tear-filled conversation. And we finally, uh, well, not finally, we decided to call it off. Uh, it felt quite sudden at the time because we certainly went to sleep the night before um, with things in a really good place. And it was very tough, but we stuck to our decision. We did about, did about 12 months no contact and then started to chat again. And uh, now things have gone complete 180 and uh, well, 180, but maybe that's not true because we always got along, but we're now really best of friends. And we talk about our partners with each other. We, we hang out together a lot. Uh, she's one of my best friends to this day, but I don't think we would have gotten there ever. And I don't think we would have had such a, a good, clean breakup, ending a relationship, a successful relationship successfully when it needed to be ended if we hadn't have had the courage to both trust our intuitions that it, it wasn't right on a romantic level. Yeah. So we've had a long time to get over. Uh, now we have probably the best ex relationship that I think I've ever come across. And there's no, like I say, she'll sort of talk about the guy she's dating and introduce me and, and me vice versa. And it's in a really good, healthy place because we trusted our intuitions and ended it before it got deep into resentment, before it got painful at those very early warning signs. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good example because you're right. We, we can hold on and get resentful and, and then it gets ugly and, and that doesn't end well for anyone. So yeah. yeah, no, it's such a great example of how your intuition can guide you to what you really never expected to be where you were going to end up. But it is, and it's the best thing for everyone. And like you said, now you can be really good supporters of each other and friends and be there for each other without going, I have to burn the bridge on everything. Yeah. Yeah. You need that little bit of time to emotionally switch your identity. But once mm-hmm. you've done um, it's it's been really rewarding to have that person still in my life. And Absolutely. Absolutely. Great, great. Great example. Thank you so much, Mark, for sharing these stories. These have been super, super great. My pleasure. Thanks, Ken. Really appreciate you having me. You're welcome. Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. 
what I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingofpartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This, this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.